0: What were we up to at Vision Expo Las Vegas? We were at Vision Monday's Innovation at the Speed of Sight. We gave a 10 minute speech about how we keep things innovative and fresh at Brill Eye Center. We break everything down in 10 minutes and go over the cultural experience we provide to our patients. We do everything well. We don't just do one thing. We're not focused on Ortho K or eyewear or dry eye. We do everything with the best practice mindset and do it really, really well and market the heck out of it. So check out the next 10 minutes of a little background of how Dr. Brill and myself keep things innovative within our practice. And we plan to keep giving more insights into what we do and just share our our secrets because nothing's a secret anymore. Um, Our next speakers are father and son, Duo. Um, we started playing the video. Sorry about that. We can go back if you'd like. Um, this is uh, Dr. Raymond Brill and Perry Brill. They're from Kansas City, Mission, Kansas. Uh, they have two practices. Dr. Brill has been practicing for many, many years, is known to embrace new technology uh, always first, is not afraid of trying that. And Perry is bringing a younger point of view to the way he manages the practice. The two of them have also started a new podcast series called The Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, check it out. They have great conversations. And they're trying to encourage, I believe, other independent doctors to, to take a modern stance in how they deal with patients.
1: So the the next few slides are really going to show how our philosophy of care is, and we have some sayings or models or themes, and uh, all of them revolve around innovation. Um, So our our main philosophy is right here. We provide excellent professional care, reasonable fees, and a warm and friendly environment. And we've
0: kept that theme for all, all the years. So Perry, um, I think we call that our brand, would not we? It's the cool. brand? It's the relay brand. So um, I know in the industry, we, we always think that the frame lines we have, is that's what attracts uh, patients and clientele to our practices. But we feel like we've established our brand within the Kansas City region. And uh, just like we all, they come because we're a destination.
1: Well, you know, we try to, I go to a lot of meetings, and I write apology notes to our state board how many hours I get. And what I've done from when I graduated in 78, uh, 1978 um, mm-hmm. said, okay, I'm going to listen to all these people, and I'm going to actually do what they say. And it's amazing that everybody listens, I record things, I play it back, I take notes, and I try to execute. So we try to do many things well. I mean, anybody can have just a VT practice, or ortho practice, or a single specialty practice, but, which takes a lot of work, right?
0: We drive our staff insane because they know when we get back from this conference, we're going to have a whole list of things that we're going to, and we're actually going to execute on them and do them really well. So, whether we bring back um, a new 3D frame scanner or some new scleral lens set, we're going to implement right away. So, we're executors, and I know um, a lot of you know, practice owners or managers, they just might not, they'll talk about it, but we'll say it's not for me. But it is for you if you want to really go for it. So we've always had a best practices mindset. And that goes
1: all the way back to uh, I started using computers in the office in 1983. I made my uh, pitch to the banks with a 50-page uh, uh, proposal done on an Apple computer printed on a dot matrix printer. And, uh, and they all wanted to give me a loan. So I, I thought, well, you know, this is probably the way to do it. So we've used uh, computerized records. And we started that in 1999.
0: So we're always looking for a better way to do it and talk, talk about our employees, how we hire them. So when we hire staff, we sit down with them, we probably go through two or three interviews, and we make them know up front that if change is not for you, then you probably should not be here, because we change every single day, and I think that's very important for us. So we, tr- we try to really be patient-centric, but we, anytime we buy equipment,
1: we gotta make sure that it's not for toy value. It's actually going to add value to the practice, in terms of being able to provide patient care in, in a better way. There's a lot of things you can buy, um, but I also look at that. Boy, I'd love to have that, but will, will we do something better? Can we do anything that, uh, provide a service
0: that is not provided right now or that patients are looking for? We do have one toy that we do like. Uh, so it's all about experiences within the practice. We're not so much trunk show fans, but uh, we've really developed a good kids' practice along with uh, adults and we have a toy Tesla that good kids can drive around the practice down the long hallway, and you'd be surprised how much joy it brings to the patients uh, and the children and everybody. You gotta watch out because the
1: slowest speed is four, uh, like four miles an hour, and the top speed is seven miles an hour. And in your hallway, that's pretty darn fast. So. <laughs> and they can honk you going and everything.
0: So it's really the little things and the unexpected things that patients wanna see within the practice. So we were talking about early adoption. Yes. How many technologies have you been burned on?
1: Do you want to name some of them? Uh, well, early adopters get punished a lot of times. So I tend to be an early adopter, but then sometimes the, they have a product, but not a company. It sounds like Shark Tank here, right? right. So so we've had, oh, I don't know, we tried Q-Specs, which was a great way to mold lenses. We were able to deliver AR ARC progressive in like 40 minutes. And it was fun. A friend of mine owned a, a pretzel store in the mall called me up and said, "Ray, I've lost my glasses in the lake, what can you do for me? And he was just challenging me because he he wanted to go to crafters in the mall. So I said, come in early, we'll get your exam done, you'll have you out within an hour with brand new glasses.
0: Yeah, we just took a Southwest flight this morning, and uh, on the napkin I think it said a slogan like, we say yes, and we always say yes within our practice even if it means staying late or coming early to service somebody. Um, so, So I think part of the key is that
1: even though I've been in practice for forty-one years, uh, thirty-six in my own private practice, I had four years in the army, and a year in a pediatric had practice, but you know we try to think like a startup all the time. I, I think like I'm just starting today, and uh, which is more challenging. And when we hire employees, we have to let them know that if you don't like change, you're in the wrong place because we change all the time. And I think you have to try change. And sometimes things don't work out, but just fail faster, right?
0: Yeah, the startup mindset is, is really important. It's, Today's it's all about speed, so if you look at the internet, it's a highway, and we're all vying for attention. Um, if your website doesn't load in two seconds, well, I'm on Instagram already. So um, so it's a highway, and we have to get that startup culture in our practice and spread that out throughout our staff. Yeah, we're looking for the
1: TNBT, the next big thing. and. Uh, that was when I did my executive MBA. You know, we, we learned a lot about innovation and entrepreneurship, and this was one of the things I liked most about uh, spending two long years of doing a MBA at Block School of Management in Kansas City. So, uh, one I think the two things that were, I'm. A, what are you most interested in Optical right now?
0: In Optical, I'm all about tech, so uh, 3D facial scanning to create uh, basically a digital mold of the head and uh, milling eyewear from that, not printing, but milling because you can choose from materials like cork, uh, buffalo horn, acetate, carbon fiber, uh, and it's a, it's truly a wow experience and we imagine that we want to capture some of that online traffic for eyewear in the next um, two or three years, and so we're, we're prepping our, our skill sets to do that right now through uh, facial scanning. Spoke eyewear, so, we have, so
1: who would need that?
0: Well, we have a Asian gal whose head is wider than it is
1: long, and she's just a little kid, and she cannot find eyewear. So even, even though we have uh, Asian-fit fit eyewear, so it's so fun to see that someone be pleased by, this is the first time I get glasses that actually fit, and they're not that expensive, yeah, and I think for, a lot you, of for you, it's dry okay, eye. Hey, I'm a dry eye guy, so, and, I, and most of my colleagues are so sick of dry eye. Aren't you sick of dry eye lectures? So they're so sick of dry eye lectures, but we I, I mean, have yeah, probably $200,000 worth of dry eye equipment. So, right now, we've kind of distilled it down to uh, things that heat up, like thermal vector pulsation, or we use uh, lipoflow. I have all the other technologies too, and things that give inflammation, like rosacea, intense pulse light. So. We do this in a big way, people come from, you saw a group uh, uh, coming from uh, Panama, another patient farthest coming from Wales, but we do it in a big way. People come from all over, often we're the fifth, sixth, seventh doctor, so it's not just about buying equipment, you have to have your staff all trained for this, it's gonna be part of the way you do things.
0: So part of attracting people from 2,500 miles away, I've been in, lectures. how to get a patient from 50 miles away and um, so we're seeing patients from much farther. And the number one way we do it is through website. And it's through actually engaging in the experience of building it. So a lot of us here have built businesses and practices, friend companies. But building a website is just as important. And it's not something that you can just buy a template. So we spent uh, almost a year and a half building. What we think is the, one of the leading sites in the industry. And it has 27 pages. And instead of going to Dr. Google, they can come to Dr. Brill's website and read all about it. We even write all our own blogs, try to do it uh, monthly, uh, where patients can actually really learn and dive deep into current content that's not from some hospital with 10-year-old information. Well, let's, let's finish up here, I
1: see the hook coming, with uh, our entrepreneur experience. So we labeled this podcast, and it's actually a website Podcasts, videos, I'm just filling all the secrets. Yeah, I'm getting old enough now that we're all siloed in our practices, and I found I got so many calls. How do you do this? What do you do? So tell us a little bit about
0: your before Yeah, so there's a lot of doom and gloom, and we're happy people up here. And so we wanted to share uh, in the insights of that. And we interview people we call wizards who are actually doing it. They're in the trenches. They're not just talking about it. And uh, no one is sponsored to be on our podcast. Everyone, we think, has merit to be on there. We release two episodes every week. That goes over clinical, uh, medical um, frames and technology. And um, if you want to check it out, get on your favorite podcast. We do quite a bit of interaction too. Yeah, we have a Facebook group uh, where we talk about the episodes and about three to four videos every week. So um, I drew Miller.
1: Thanks, Mark.